ramblings of the Mike Men with Adrian Jackson and Mark Lloyd. Hello there and welcome to Ramblings of the Mike Men. I am Adrian Jackson. But sadly, Mark Lloyd isn't here today. He had a spot uh, of diarrhoea. Um, so, yeah, so he's not with me today. Uh, from what I can gather, um, he uh, put something dodgy in a microwave pinged it and uh, this morning he's got all sorts of uh, hot jets going on so uh, apologies about that something about a hot pocket although I'm not quite sure what a hot pocket is um, but my good friend Matt Burke who probably won't be listening to this podcast he might be uh, would know what a hot pocket is anyway um, hope you're all well I uh, hope you're all doing well um, I must I must have stress again from the beginning of this podcast that um, if there is any echo or anything like that uh, I must apologise as I'm in the middle of a uh, moving flat. This is probably going to be my last podcast from my flat and it's getting emptier and emptier and emptier. But hey, content is more um, important sometimes than echoes in a flat. So um, I just wanted you to know that. So uh, my week, well, um, I've been relatively busy with work. Um, I've already given in my notice. So it's not going to be too much longer for me, and then um, I will not be there anymore. Um, slowly but surely, getting everything packed up and ready to move. Uh, some more of that uh, boxed up stuff is going up to where I'm going to be living very soon. And then there'll be one final journey for me, and that'll be au revoir to uh, London. I'm quite pleased about that. Um, other than that, I've just been kind of catching up with friends. I caught up with my friend, uh, Mr and Mrs Fincham, um, who live out in a very, very, very large a country estate. Uh, I stayed with them. We had uh, caviar uh, and we had iron brew as well, which was really, really good. So anyway, uh, without further ado, I have a, a number of uh, small things I'd like to talk to you about, try and entertain you with. Um, <clears throat> so uh, last week um, I was out with uh, a work colleague who's leaving drinks, it was. And um, what made this more eventful for me was that uh, I'm leaving myself. So it was almost uh, like me able to say goodbye to people that I'm going to be uh, leaving in the next couple of weeks. But um, anyway, uh, as I was leaving the pub, uh, I'd probably had about two Guinness, well, three, three, three and a half Guinnesses. I must tell you a little story about that. So I was drinking my Guinness at the bar with a friend of mine there called Brett, and uh, the barman was serving the drinks. And then all of a sudden, the barman accidentally tipped Brett's pint all over his crotch area. So uh, poor Brett, uh, in the middle of uh, party times at the pub, basically had a crotch full of beer. Um, I lied to the barman and said that lots of the beer went in my Guinness. So I got a free top up, half a pint of Guinness. So that's why it was uh, three and a half pints of Guinness. But anyway, um, if Brett's listening, uh, I hope your crotch is better. And um, yeah, good luck. So anyway, as I left the pub uh, up London, um, there was kind of like a, a bit of a furore going on. Um, there was like a number, like a gaggle of people kind of like all swarming around and I could hear shouting. I was like, what is this? So as I was walking along with my backpack on and my work uniform, because I was rocking my work uniform, um, I could hear people going, get out, get out of the way, get out of the way. And all of a sudden, <coughs> excuse me, I could see a guy on a scooter and he was going, get out more effing way. I know I can swear on this show, but I decided not to today. Get out more effing way. And he was deliberately kind of like going up to members of the public or tourists I looked quite bemused. And then he was kind of like, you know, getting his little neck going, pushing himself along. Get out my effing way! He shouted. And then he approached me. And, you know, I wasn't drunk, 
but you know, um, I would say I was uh, moderately merry. And uh, he approached me and went, get out my effing way. There was a number of expletives, um, uh, let's say, passed on by myself to him. And then he kind of went on his merry way. And then he said something quite weird. And he said to me, yeah, yeah, your mum's going to die. And, you know, not one to be easily shocked. I was like, don't even know my mum. And all the people were looking around and like very bemused. And, uh, yeah, so um, if you are the, uh, the person on the scooter... Uh, I hope you uh, go under a bus because that would probably be uh, the best thing to happen to you. So, uh, yeah, I don't take no nonsense. So, um, you know, that's uh, the way that I roll, you know. Don't mess with the rambling mic man, whatever. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so anyway, so uh, keeping on the theme, I was at a work drink. So um, whilst I was in work um, the following week after that, um, a really strange thing happened to me. And just previously, I'd been to visit my parents. And whilst I was up there, uh, I saw my copy um, of the Bourne trilogy, um, which was directed by Paul Greengrass. Now, I took the Bourne trilogy home to watch. Um, I actually haven't got around to watching it yet, but I really enjoyed those films. So I was quite looking forward to watching them. And uh, when I was in work, I think it was on Monday, it's gone, the 18th, um, I was kind of doing my thing and as I was walking out one of the exits um, I just saw this guy and he was very familiar to me and I kind of took a moment and, and kind of stood there uh, and I was thinking I know that face I know that face so I quickly grabbed my phone out of my pocket and I googled who I thought it was and for some reason I just thought is that Paul Greengrass even though I really shouldn't know who he is I don't really know why, why or how I remembered his face so I googled Paul Greengrass and lo and behold, it was Paul Greengrass. So I was thinking, well, it could be someone that looks like him. So I kind of, you know, uh, hurried back around where I'd seen him. And it was like 100% him, or was it? So <clears throat> what I did is uh, I could see that he was getting himself something to eat. And uh, I was kind of waiting for him to leave. And um, I was thinking, should I approach him? Should I approach him? No, I'm going to approach him because I'm curious. And I'm watching this guy. And uh, he gets his, uh, gets his coffee and he takes a little sip. And then uh, he must have ordered like a, a piece of food, maybe like a, uh, a pasty or a sausage roll or whatever. And uh, the lady hands it to him. And then I kind of see him lift up the food item and it was still wrapped in the bag. And he had a really massive long sniff of the food item. It kind of went... I thought that was a bit odd. Anyway... Um, this guy comes out and I approach him and I said, uh, oh, excuse me, sir. I said, uh, sorry to bother you, but you have an uncanny resemblance to the, to the film director, uh, Paul Greengrass. Are you he? And he's like, yeah, I am. I was like, oh, that's terrific. And we had a little bit of, you know, small, uh, you know, uh, small chat. That's not the right word. Um, I'll remember the right word in a minute. And um, yeah, and he went on his way. But, you know, I, I, is that odd? You know, people that sniff their food. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, if you're at a restaurant and you've ordered something, you know, like a spaghetti bolognese or whatever, and it's steaming at the table and you're thinking, oh, I can smell that. That's lovely. But I don't know. Smelling the food item that you've just purchased in the bag. I, I don't know. That's a bit odd. I mean, I like Paul Greengrass. I have no issue with him. But um, I would, if I would, you know, be able to pass down one piece of advice for him, is that you shouldn't sniff your food in public. I mean, I just think it's a bit odd. But, you know, maybe I'm wrong. You know, I don't know. Yeah, let me know what you think. You know, uh, leave any uh, comments 
um, and let me know. So, uh, so um, yeah. So uh, we will be back just after this. Oh, how I miss Barry. Me and Barry always used to sit on the seawall eating our fish and chips. Barry loved his chips and he kept eating chips and he kept on and on and on. Then one day he had a coronary and now he's gone. Poor Barry. Don't eat chips. (coughs) Got a cough? Sore throat? Pounding headache? Or suffering from hot jets of warm diarrhoea? Have you got blood in your stools? Numb limbs? Skin discoloration? Unusual lumps or bumps? Or odd bouts of dizziness? Why not try all-in-one Doctanian cough syrup? All-in-one and And one one for all! all. Side effects may include medieval fencing, bowel perforation, constipation or death. Ramblings of the Mike Men with Adrian Jackson and Mark Lloyd. Okay, hello, we are back, or shall I say I am back. Um, I think that was a plural, although sometimes I get my grammar mixed up because I've got something wrong with my head. So, uh, as you know, uh, Mark, Mr. Mark Lloyd, isn't very well today. Um, Before I actually started the show today, I contacted him because I thought, you know, listeners, you might want to hear how he's getting on, a little bit of a progress update. Um, At first, he was a little bit hesitant. Um, He said he had some tightness in his lower uh, buttock area. And there was apparently many trips to the toilet, um, but managed to coax him into having a quick phone call with me. Uh, and this is what he said. Hello, mate. How you doing? You all right? Mm. As good as I can be. Yeah. Well, um, you know, as obviously one part of the rambling mic, men team, uh, I just thought I'd you know, give you a call just so you could tell the listeners what's been going on with you today. Uh, yeah, dodgy stomach, gut ache, gut rot basically. I, uh, at the beginning of the show I, um, I said there was something about, something about a hot pocket um, that you might know more about uh, and a dodgy microwave and um, yeah, I didn't know, could you, you know, could we explore that? I wish we could if I was better and I knew what you were talking about, but right now I don't feel too good. <laughs> and how 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 is your how is your uh, buttock area? Sore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a polite way of putting it. It's very sore. So you're feeling very fragile. Yeah. You, very. you don't want to be probed or poked about. Really, you just want to relax. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Just, just hopefully, just drink a lot of pure water and is, is the throat syrup strong today or is it weak it's strong the throat syrup is strong today yes yeah a bit phlegmy as well yeah okay well i think um what i'll need to do is i think i'm going to leave you be um and uh you know i think you're, the listeners will appreciate that you've, you've you've managed to kind of like drag yourself up from your deathbed and um, mm. is there a weird smell in the room as well? Is there kind of like a sweaty onion smell in the room? Oh, <laughs> not yet. Not yet, no? No. No, okay. If I'm that ill, it might be later. 
Okay, Mark. All right, I'll let you go. Yeah, take care. All right. Cool. So you, see you later. Yeah. Right, bye. So everyone else, take care. See ya. Bye. So uh, that's uh, Mr. Mark Lloyd at the moment, laid up at home uh, with a uh, sore buttock. So, or sore buttocks, although technically it's not the buttocks that are sore. We all know what's sore, but we don't really want to say that word on the radio. Anus. <laughs> anyway, so um, I just wanted to move on to uh, a couple of funny stories that I've uh, spotted in the newspaper this week. Okay, so the first one uh, was the first pastafarian wedding uh, in New Zealand. Mar Mariana Fend on a spaghetti bridal crown to wed Toby Ricketts in the world's first pastafarian marriage. Held on a pirate ship in Akaroa, it was conducted by the Church of Flying Spaghetti Monster, whose followers worship a god of pasta. Now, I thought this was all a bit weird. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, that's why I liked it. And I just wanted to look into this a little bit more. Mark actually pointed out to me a few things about this, uh, so I looked into it. Um, but this is just a little bit of information about pastafarianism, if you haven't heard about it, or flying spaghetti monster, however you want to kind of um, speak about it. The flying spaghetti monster is the deity of the church of the flying spaghetti monster, or pastafarianism. Uh, a, uh, a social movement that promotes a light-hearted view of religion and opposes the teaching of intelligent design and creationism in public schools. I quite like that. Pastafarianism is legally recognised as a religion in Poland. That's brilliant. Um, in the Netherlands and in New Zealand, where Pastafarianism represents, uh, representative have been authorised to celebrate weddings and where the first legally recognised Pastafarian wedding was performed in April 2016. So obviously the article is in, in New Zealand where it is recognised, but it's also recognised in the Netherlands and Poland. I'd say in Poland they drink copious amounts of alcohol, and the Netherlands they smoke uh, copious amounts of doobie. Uh, New Zealand probably is the one which uh, maybe is the uh, odd one out there. But uh, nonetheless, uh, in the United States in the same month, a federal judge ruled that the Church of Flying Spaghetti Monster is not a real religion. And Scientology is... I mean, technically, every religion has been made up at some point. Made up in the sense that there is text. So why can't you have the flying spaghetti monster from the church of the flying spaghetti monster? I like it. Anyway, <laughs> another interesting story. Uh, and the headline reads, Some front men will wear pants for a week. Hold your nose. One in ten men wear their pants for a week. Well, I'm not one of those, let me tell you that. Before washing them, the average male's underwear collection is four years old and have pants so ancient, uh, so ancient they have holes in them. Right, well, let me tell you a couple of things about that. The average male's underwear collection is four years old. I'd go with that, but I have so much underwear that I'm not wearing them, you know, every day. So... I'd definitely say that I've got some underwear that is over four years old. Um, does that make me weird? I'm not sure. And um, I don't have pants that are so ancient that they have holes in them. Um, although I did used to live with somebody that used to have uh, holes in their underwear, but they didn't just have holes in their underwear, they had holes in their trousers, holes in their jumper. Um, to put it bluntly, they were uh, a, they were a tramp, they were a vagrant living with me. I won't say who that person is, but anyone listening to this podcast who knows me will know who that person is. <laughs> so, uh, 
So it says, uh, thankfully, 78% wash them after everywhere. Well, I'm one of those 78%. I mean, the other 22%, uh, I don't want to know who they are. And it says, Scots are most likely to wear thongs, uh, whilst East Anglian men favour wife fronts. Our study has uncovered a distinct sniff of laziness, said Jenny Bamford of fashion brand Giacomo. Giacomo is the fashion brand for fat people. Uh, <laughs> if you... Um, if you don't know, they used to have the adverts with uh, Freddie Flintoff. But essentially, Giacomo is a fashion outlet for really fat, uh, obese people. Um, they, they won't claim that, but, but it is. Uh, okay, um, we will come back straight after this, where I am going to be talking to you about a, a particular um, cosmetic product which I use and its ingredients. See you shortly. This fall... Fox Cub brings you its new groundbreaking drama, Two Bums on a Bench. When two public schoolboys fall on hard times, they have no idea that a park bench in Danson Park will come to mean so much and have so much significance in their lives. Nail is young but disillusioned with capitalism, whilst Clampface is frustrated by the number of people disillusioned with capitalism. With a shared frustration of capitalism and anger directed mainly toward their parents for naming them Nail and Clampface, Two Bums on a Bench will elevate park bench dramas to a new level. Often intimidating, but mostly relaxed, Two Bums on a Bench will probably surprise you in a number of unsettling ways. So be sure to set your DVRs for Two Bums on a Bench. Park life will likely always be this way. Two bums on a bench should only be consumed as part of a calorie-controlled diet. Always read the label. Two bums on a bench contains 72 calories. Ramblings of the Mike Men with Adrian Jackson and Mark Lloyd. Hello and welcome back to the Ramblings of the Mike Men with me... Adrian Jackson. I don't know why I had an impromptu moment there of singing, but <clears throat> I just wanted to do that. Okay, so uh, I was talking to Mark the other day about uh, cosmetics. Now, this could just be naivety, but um, I stumbled upon an article recently about some of the things that are inside your uh, cosmetics. And then it kind of became clear to me why certain people that, you know, let's just say like a vegetarian or someone who's, I don't know, following a gluten-free diet. I know that... Some of these things may not even be um, in cosmetic products, but my point being that uh, maybe these were the kind of things that you know certain people want to avoid. So you know, uh, I wondered uh, what was inside uh, one of my uh, exfoliating face scrubs. I obviously am not going to say the product name, just to be on the safe side. But at the same point, it's a legitimate product that is out there. Now I want to go through every product. Sorry, every ingredient. There are 25 ingredients, but I'm going to be super quick about it. And then maybe, you know, you should go, go and have a look if you can be bothered what's inside yours. Uh, to be perfectly honest, it's not going to change me using the products, but um, nonetheless, it's quite interesting. So, first and foremost, you had aqua, which is water. Then you had something called microcrystalline cellulose, which is refined wood pulp. Didn't know that. Then you had something called uh, cocamidopropyl betaine, which is a compound from coconut oil. Sodium myreth sulfate, mix of organic compounds, it's a foaming agent. Then you've got uh, acrylite uh, copolymer, that's a polymer generally considered a plastic. 
So kind of like a considered plastic inside. Um, then you have PEG 200, hydronated glycerol palmate, fatty acids from palm oil. So some of this stuff you would just never even imagine that it's in your, in your products. Uh, D-cell glu uh, glucoside, something created from coconuts using certain uh, catalysts. Uh, glycerine, which is a sugar alcohol compound. Uh, tocopherol, which is, essential, which is essentially vitamin E. Um, acetate, a salt formed of acetic acid with alkaline. Menthol, from mint oils or can be made synthetically. Magnesium chloride, which is a chemical compound which has got soluble properties. Uh, you have sodium chloride, which is of course salt. You have lactose, which is uh, apparently, a, a, I can't even say this word, a disaccharide sugar, it's a double sugar, it's a strong sugar. Uh, I think it mean, meant a saccharine. Uh, cellulose, organic compound uh, found in plant matter. You have hydroxypropyl methyl cellulose, which is used as a lubricant um, and is a semi-synthetic. So now we know how lubricants are made. Um, Mark might need that for his bottom. Um, now, uh, interestingly, uh, there is um, ben benzophenone 4, which is common in some sunscreen, um, persistent, bioaccumulative, um, and toxic, linked to cancer. And apparently, apparent studies indicate that it's quite toxic, which is quite scary. Um, and there was also uh, something called phenyloxophenol, which is germicidal and can be used as an insect repellent. Uh, and even in, more interesting is methylparaben, which is the honeybee pheromone. And, uh, you know, I might not be getting this quite correct, um, but, you know, the honeybee pheromone is also a natural pheromone for certain insects. And when I read into this a little bit more, um, it said that this can sometimes cause skin aging and sometimes DNA damage. Now, you know, I, I'm not one to, you know, to uh, scaremonger, but it's quite weird that, isn't it? But to think that one of the products I use has got something which is considered to be the honeybee pheromone or pheromones that come from insects. It's all very weird. So um, although that may not be the most interesting segment ever on our shows, um, I just wanted to share you that. And uh, maybe if you get digging in your bathroom cupboards, pick something out, one item, and then just Google all the ingredients and have a look what's actually inside them uh, because it's actually quite eye-opening. So uh, that is my education for the week. Maybe that could be a new part of the show. Education tip for the week. I don't know. Maybe it'll work. I'm not feeling the banter though today. So apologies for those of you that are tuning into the, to the podcast out there on SoundCloud or maybe uh, finding it via YouTube. Um, but we are trying to keep it um, as fun and as upbeat as possible. Okay, so uh, I will be back after this. Dancing, sex, violence, offers, onion rings, and good toilet facilities. If you want all of these things, then come to the Hippies Club around Camp Clive's Pipe Illusions, just off round the back, leading to Alleyway Street, London. Tightness is just a preference. So that is the end of the show today. Uh, I do apologise once more for uh, some of the audio issues that we're having. And I'm also quite sad uh, that Mark can't be with me today. Um, the banter isn't as strong, as I said. Um, although uh, the force up his rectum probably is quite strong. So um, I hope that he gets better soon. And uh, please, uh, if you like what we're doing, 
even though you know we're only just starting out please leave us the odd comment so we can gauge what you like about what we're doing even if it's uh, maybe the, the funny skits um, or I think they're funny um, or maybe certain elements of the show anything like that that we can get any feedback on would be greatly appreciated so uh, yeah you can also follow us on Twitter uh, collectively you can find us under at uh, rambling underscore Mike men that's at rambling underscore Mike men or um, independently you can find me under at rambling underscore Mike one and you can find Mark under at rambling underscore Mike two. So thanks very much for listening and uh, we look forward to making many more exciting shows. Thanks very much. Ramblings of the Mike men with Adrian Jackson and Mark Moyne.